What's up, everybody? I'm Mike Karpenko, and this is Fit Identity. And this week, we're going to talk all about personal training and group exercises. You know, that push-pull between them, the relationship, the pros, the cons, why you're getting results with one, maybe why you're not getting results with another, the plateaus, what's happening with it. But that's what we're going to talk about this week. And then if you have any questions afterward, and I mean afterward, you leave me a five-star review. Just kidding. But if you like the show, please leave me a five-star review. It helps. But if you have any questions afterward, slide into my DMs on my social media and I'd be happy to help you out any way that I can. My job is to help people. My name is Mike Karpenko. If you don't know me, I've got 20 plus years in the health, wellness, and fitness industry. Personal trainer, coach, mentor, consultant. Uh, I've got my own fitness programs, uh, written in-home fitness programs. Uh, I've ghost-written programs for well-known people. I've got a lot of success, and one of the things that I wanted to do was to create another platform where I could help people with their results, and Fit Identity is one of those things where I can help people with how they think, how they eat, and how they move. So now that I've gotten that all out of the way and we are like a minute into this show, let's get into group exercise and personal training because that's why you're really here. You're like, hey, I want to hear what you have to say. I don't want to hear about you. Let's move on. All right. Group exercise, guys. What is group exercise typically? Let's set that environment up right away. Group exercise is done by an instructor. Usually, traditionally, it has music in it in some element, whether it's to an eight count or not to an eight count, but it is taught in a group environment with lots of energy and it is based for the masses. The whole programming of the class is based to maximize the entire room or the entire online stream. Whoever is involved is based on that. Group energy, music, fun. Most of the time, group exercise classes do not have linear progression built in. And what I mean by that is that it's not programmed week to week to week so that you get stronger, bigger, better, faster. It is just meant so that you have more fun, you continue to burn calories, and that it, you thrive off of the energy that happens inside a class so that you come back next week and have just as much fun, if not more, while building friendships, community, burning calories, and feeling good about yourself. That's group exercise. The instructors, in general... Their certification is a one-day certification where they do it in person, where they used to. I've done my certification in so long, I don't even remember. But I did it in person, and basically I learned from some presenters about what group exercise is, about music, about eight counts, about transitions, about cueing. And then I took a multiple-choice test, which I think was like 80 questions, not very difficult at all. And then I had to stand in front of presenters and teach a uh, small progression of group exercise. That has all changed because group exercise now has got some incredible instructors who also are trainers, and they're a small group. We, they turned it into some you know, metabolic conditioning. There's more rest periods involved, music moves the class, but it doesn't drive the class or is the foundation per se of movement. It's there for background. It's there for energy. It's there for hype. And sometimes a lot of people that follow instructors would be like, I love their playlist. I think it's awesome. I just love showing up. She has the greatest playlist or she, he has theme nights. And that tends to be group exercise. 
It is not based on your own personal goals. It is based on the group for the masses, not for you. I mean, in general, it is for you, but when the programming happens, it is meant to help as many people as possible all at once, and it doesn't really take in consideration your ability, your injuries, what you can, what you can't do, um, you know, your strengths, your weaknesses, your goals. Group exercise really doesn't take in consideration your goals unless your goals are to show up, burn calories, have fun, have a community, you know, themes, whatever it may be, consistency. All those things are really important in the consistency factor. If those are high on your wheel, your bar graph, wherever it is, when you take note of what do I need for me to become more well, to become more fit, to evolve my fit identity, if you need a community, if you need fun, if you need music, if you need all of that and that's really high on your list, then group exercise is going to be something that you're really going to want to push into for the time being to create momentum. That's group exercise. Oh, and group exercise also is, uh, you know, there are different classes. It could be cardio, it could be power, it could be strength, could be all three of them together, could be a flow, could be yoga, you know, could could be anything that just kind of involves what the teacher wants to teach for that day. I know a lot of instructors that teach off the top of their head, and I also know a lot of instructors that, spend a lot of time, like an amazing amount of time on their classes and their playlists and they don't get paid for it. So shout out Group X instructors. I think that you should get paid for the amount of time that you don't teach that you still put into your group exercise classes because those of you that do, you're diamonds, man. Like uh, I know the grind and I know the passion, and I know that you're putting people first because you want to put out the most incredible class. So shout out group instruct, group exercise instructors. All right, personal training. Let's talk personal training. Like what is personal training? I know what everyone thinks. Well, that's when I go and I get a trainer and they, you know, they, they go through the process with me. Let's first talk about like what a personal trainer does. A personal trainer is one-on-one. And their job is to focus on you, your goals, whatever they are. And again, your goals could be fun. Your goals could be accountability to that personal trainer. Your goals could be burning calories. Your goals could be a specific weight loss, inches loss, endurance to you know complete a marathon. It could be anything. But their goal is, their, their job is to get you to your goal in a safe and effective way because they have taken certification which is a little bit more lengthy in depth than group exercise instruction. It's just the truth. It is what it is. Whoever set up group uh, personal training, they wanted to make sure that you knew the human anatomy, the skeletal system, and the effects of outside forces on the uh, on the skeletal system and the anatomy personally, you, and how you can move and the assessment. So. That is what a personal trainer's job is to do, is to get you to your goals in a safe, effective manner and work with you based on your strengths and weaknesses. Certification-wise, it usually takes a lengthy process and usually you get like this hardcover book. If you don't know anatomy and you don't know the skeletal system, you're going to be tested on it. 
They're going to want to know if you know the way the joint moves because that's one of the most important things in personal training is that great trainers, great trainers that will never hurt you will always watch your joints move, not the weight move. They won't cheer you on. They won't excite you. They won't talk to you. They'll watch the way your joints move because guess what? If your joints move correctly, so does the weight and so does you. So that is a, a little hint in watching personal trainers at gym, watch them. Are they talking to uh, their clients, creating lasting relationships and therapy, or are they focused on the movement of a joint and really dialed into that? Or are they just like, yeah, cool. I'll get into types of personal trainers in a minute. So that is a personal trainer. They, they'll get a textbook. Then they will take a pretty intense test can't remember what it was, 80 questions again, maybe 100 questions, maybe more. Um, and they're going to ask you questions about anatomy. They're going to ask you questions about the skeletal system. They're going to ask you questions about programming, how to advance a client, how to assess a client, how to regress a client. They're going to ask you a ton of questions because it, it's very intimate to have this relationship one-on-one with a client, which means you could typically create a serious problem for a client if you don't know how to help them move and teach them how to move incorrectly. So that's why I think that there is more emphasis on personal training and great personal trainers are great personal trainers and or strength and conditioning coach, whole different other certification, but either or great ones are great ones. I believe that there are three types of personal trainers and there is some rollover but I do believe that there are three types of personal trainers and none of them are wrong and you just have to kind of choose which one would be right for you. The first type of personal trainer, I like to call them the cheerleader. They're just there to make sure that you show up and they cheer you on while you're working out. You're doing a good job. That, that, great job, Sue. Great job, Kelly. Great job, Bob. Just keep going. That's right. You got this. One more. Come on, brother. They're the cheerleader. I I, kind of call them the fluffer because I'm like, they're just making sure that you're having a good time. The second one, the second one happens to be what I call your caddy. It's the clipboard guy or girl, woman. It's either or, right? It's the one that has the clipboard that probably worked for corporate, probably has a predetermined program that has really nothing to do with what your goals are, but their job is to give you a program that is pre-written, take you through it, that in general is going to get your results, but it's not going to be specific to you. And their job literally as your caddy is to open that that clipboard or that iPad and they go, all right, we're going over to this machine or we're going to do this and now you're going to do 10 reps. And when your 10 reps are done, they're going, to, they're going to mark it off, they're going to mark the weight and then they're going to move on and they're going to go to the next one. They're going to next You're never going to know what you did, why you did it, how you did it, and you'll never be able to repeat it, therefore leaving yourself a little bit on the lost side when you are away from them because you're not sure what to do in the gym. And then you're like, oh, I need to have my trainer five days a week, but I can't afford it. And now the only reason I'm not getting results is because I don't have a personal trainer because you really didn't understand much. And that goes the same for the cheerleader. Because you're not sure what got put together, why it got put together, why you're getting results. And you could be, all of it can get you results. All part of consistency and accountability. Not shaming, 
not at all upset at any of it. But the caddies usually tend to be new trainers, usually tend to be trainers in corporate settings, and they're the new trainers. So they're getting their hands wet, they're getting experience, and they're understanding how to train, how to cue. Uh, you know, and, and they're just they're just green in general. And then you have the programmers. The third type is the ones that I call, you know, the programmers. Those are the ones that can, and they do, do a thorough assessment on you. And don't get me wrong, the other two will do a, can and do a, an assessment on you. However, the programmer understands the data of the assessment. They just don't assess to tell you, hey, you know where you're deficient? Here. And then they deal nothing with it. They're like, oh, that's right. I mean, you were deficient in hip mobility, but we never addressed it. I just wanted to tell you that's what you were deficient in because that's the, the assessment. The programmer will listen to your goals, collect data. They will also assess you. They'll take a full assessment and understand. They'll meet back up with you, and then they'll say, all right, I understand your goals, and I have looked at what we've got here and where you're at, what your level is, where your strengths are, where your weaknesses are. And I believe that we can hit your goal in this amount of time, give you some real expectations, and then also be able to train around your weaknesses, train to your weakness and get your weaknesses to be better, train to your strengths, um, explain things to you. They're very involved in you. They're always watching your joints move. They're, they're always prepared for you. They are on point, and there is a very particular program that you're following, very particular to you. Like nobody else has your program because nobody else has your assessment. Those, to me, are the great ones. Now, in all three of those, you can get a great programmer that is a dud. You're like, God, it's like having paint dry talking to Mike Karpenko. It's awful. Or you could have a program that's high energy and you're like, that's fun. So there is bleed over in all of those and it will be your job to figure out what you need, right? I can't tell you what you want, what you need, what works best for you. I can just give you the information so that you can evolve your fit identity. That's what I'm here to do. So that's kind of your, your personal trainer and that's your group exercise instructor, now, I want to double back on talking about your group exercise instructor and why you may have gotten results and then you are not getting results. Group exercise results usually come in the form of consistency. You're showing up over and over and over and you weren't showing up before or this style of class is something completely new compared to what you were doing before. And your body is like, wow, this is linear progression. This is something new. This is varied. This is great. I'm starting to get results. I love this. I can't believe that now that I switched over to Pilates, I have a much different body than when I was doing CrossFit. Of course you do. Like, of course you do. But again, Pilates didn't take in consideration whether or not you needed muscle. And CrossFit, although it does tend to deal with mobility and flexibility, it's not as much as Pilates would. So 
that's kind of like, like, like where you're looking at with group exercise and saying, oh my gosh, like where am I at and what am I going to end up doing in the world of group exercise and is it right for me? Consistency is right for you, no matter what you do. Let's first and foremost lay that down. I will always applaud any modality in general, as long as it's safe, that gets you to be consistent and show up over time. If it starts your momentum so you can then have new vision and then do something else, great. If it can open a door so that you can begin to try other things that will advance and evolve your health and fitness, your identity, I'm all for it. Like, doesn't matter to me. What I'm not for is, you know, the hard part of group exercise is, again, it's not for you. It's for the masses. So the instructor is really not taking in consideration your strengths and weaknesses. So often what can happen in a group exercise class, which needs to be addressed, and it, and it needs to be addressed by each individual, not by the instructor, but by each individual. And what I mean by that is, based on your abilities, you may not be able to keep up with class. You may not be able to do as many reps. You may not have the same strength. You may not have the same cardio. You may need more rest. You know, it may not be the right class for you, but you love it, right? You're like, this is great. Like, I just need to do more. Or you can feel really inadequate very fast because there's always the front row. And let me tell you what the front row is. I've always described this in every one of my classes. The front row in group exercise is like the strand at the beach. It's beachfront property. And you get these people that bought the beachfront property. You know the ones I'm talking about. They probably have had two, three, four lattes before they even got in. They're probably cranked up on Adderall. They are ready to rock and roll. And, and they've got a cup of a, a pre-workout as well as a ice cold latte in the other hand. On the way in, they were there 20 minutes early or they're standing right at the door and they get to their spot. And if they're not and you grab their spot, oh, it's like a gang fight. It's like, hey, do you know that I control this block? You know this is my block. It is nasty in group exercise. The front row is is for the overachievers. They'll dress like the instructor. They've got all the brand new, uh, you know, aloe, yoga. They've got it all. But that can make the rest of the room feel inadequate. But again, they're on their own fitness journey. I applaud them, but I will tell you that's who they are. They're amazing, kick-ass. They're motivational, inspirational, impactful. They've got their identity and they are driving it home. They're driving that bus wherever it needs to go. They don't really care what happens behind them. And it is a sight to see and it's refreshing at some levels, but yet intimidating. So when you walk into a group exercise class, you can have this feeling of not being able to keep up. And that can be tough. And it, and that could be the same as online, right? So you're taking an online class or you're doing an online program and you can't keep up with what's happening. And you're like, what's going on? What is going on? I can't do it. I don't have enough reps. I'm not doing right. I, I, I feel bad about myself. It may not have been the right program for you to pick. Or you might want to give yourself some grace. And just because they said do 10 reps and you did eight, you still showed up. That's your job. That's what you did. It's okay. Move on. We're going to be good. 
It's not a bad place to say that I did eight instead of 10 or 10 instead of 12, or I could have done 15 and we ended at 12. It's not a life and death situation, but it can create that. The other thing that group exercise can create, bad habits, bad form. And the reason being is keeping up, right? You're keeping up with the music, you're keeping up with the class, you're keeping up with your adrenaline. Where personal training, it's like a great personal trainer slowing you down. Oh, oh, no. I need you to pause at the bottom. I need you to accelerate at the top. I need you to drive the knee out. I need you to push through the bottom of your feet. It, they recalibrate you constantly because they're focused on you, which then teaches you how to move correctly in a more safe manner doesn't mean it's in a more timely manner. You may not get to the goal as quick as you wanted to, but if it's a great personal trainer, you're going to get to the goal in a much safer way and have a much stronger foundation than in group exercise. It's, it's just the truth. Unless you have this ability to read the class and you're advanced and you understand the movement patterns and you're, you're that person. And group exercise can be an incredible place for you. So keep that in mind when you're thinking about group exercise or you're doing your online, you know, uh, programs, you know, and streaming them and you're like, oh, check it off the calendar, you know, did, uh, I don't know, did Power 14 today or wh- whatever a program could be called. And you're like, yep, you know, dude, did Justin back today with my, my favorite trainer. And you're like, but I, I didn't keep up or I had to put down my weight or I didn't lift enough. Those are the downfalls of not having a personal trainer or not knowing the type of movement patterns that you need to have. You could be creating worse habits and then eventually, this is the bad thing about fitness, right? Like the, or not the bad, but the hard thing about fitness is that not all injuries are immediate. Think about that for a minute. So, Yeah. You could pick up a weight and you could throw it your back, immediate. You could squat and hurt your knee, immediate. But what if you're just doing the wrong mechanics? Your back is rounded, shoulders are internally moved on a shoulder press. And I know this could sound like you know a foreign language to you guys, but when you have that and you continuously do that for like eight weeks and you did that you know, every day for five days a week and you ended up doing, I don't know, a hundred reps with a rounded back, eventually there's going to be an issue. It may not be in the back. It might be in the shoulder. The, sh- the back might cause the shoulder a problem. The shoulder might cause a back a problem, you know, a low back problem. The hamstring could cause a low back problem. The knees could cause a low back problem. All those types of things could eventually lead to an injury that you're going to have to deal with and then you're going to have to fix and then you're going to have to unlearn and then you're going to have to do these things. You can already see that I'm an advocator for personal training. I'm an advocator for you know understanding mechanics, but I also am a huge advocator for movement and getting people to move. So if group exercise is your jam, go, man, go, go, go. Like I really want to support group exercise, but I want to make you guys aware of group exercise and the positives, which are community, music, fun, energy, consistency, accountability. If those are high, 
in your fitness marker and your fitness map, then boom, I'm telling you, that's where you need to be. But eventually, I hope that it brings you into a vision of partially starting to explore your movement and your movement patterns. That's all that I would say. I think it's really important to eventually understand that if you're going to become someone that is moving on a regular basis with exercise, that you're going to want to understand your movements so that you can not hurt yourself. And I'm not saying that you got to become an anatomy specialist or a skeletal specialist. I'm just saying, have some knowledge. And I also don't want any of you who are taking group group exercise classes to feel inadequate or feel bad that you're, you know, because I know this too, the back row, right? The back row. The back row is first timers or I'm going to hide. You know, I don't have the aloe, you know, I don't have the aloe yoga clothes. I don't have all the Lululemon. You're like, I just need to be back here. I don't need them to point it out because every now and then the instructor's like, don't round your back. Come on, keep going, Sally. And you're like, Really? You had to shout me out in class? Like, I was taking a water break. I'm tired. I'm hungover. I had a bad night. You know, my kids were up all night long. And you got to shout me out? How about I shout you out? That's the back row (laughs) in general. And then there's the middle that, you know, obviously it's like a bell curve, right? The bell curve is in the middle where everyone's just kind of doing their thing. Last thing I'll say about group exercise in general, remember this. Nobody is watching you. And that even means streaming workouts online. There's nobody watching you. Nobody can see you. They're so ingrained with what they're doing, how they're working out, how they're pedaling, how they feel, what they're lifting, if they can do it, if their water is close to them, that they're not tripping over their weights, that you know their hair is up and, and not in their face, like and not landing on the coffee table or the cat that's in their way or the dog that's barking on them, the laundry machine that just went off. All those things are going through their mind. They're not going, hey, look at Mike over there in the corner. I can't believe Mike's not doing it. Mike took another water break. What is that, six for him? Nobody is thinking that, right? So take that off your list. Take that off the table and celebrate yourself for showing up for group exercise. That's what I want to make sure that I uh, drive home. Personal training. So personal training, the downfall of personal training right away, you guys, it's expensive. I mean, good trainers, they're expensive. And usually... The problem is, the real problem with personal training is that most people see their trainer once or twice a week. They're seven days in a week. And then you're like, all right, well, if, if I do, if I see Mike, myself, if you see me once a week, then what are you doing for the other four or five days? And then you're like, oh, well, I'm doing, you know, a psycho class. Uh, I'm doing, you know, a, a strength class. And then you're still really not working on your goals. Do you see what I mean? Like, is it well, is it money well spent for you to be involved with a trainer? It might not be uh, unless you have a very particular goal and your trainer is willing to work with you on days off. I think that's something that when you are looking for a personal trainer is like, what am I going to do on days off? Are you going to give me my plan? Are you going to tell me what I need to do uh, if you're going to be that dedicated? And then the other is, if are you getting a personal trainer just to learn? That's always a great thing to be like, you know what? I'm going to do a cycle on my personal trainer. I'm going to do like a month or two months and I'm going to do once a week and I'm going to ask him tons of questions or her tons of questions. And I'm going to ask her, you know, everything I possibly could to learn about how to move better and how to feel how I'm moving better. And then I'm going to go and practice that so that when I am ready to take on something, I am going to be able to, you know, attack that with skill and efficiency. 
The other great thing to do a personal trainer is when you're injured and when you're like, Hey, I, I, I'm at a plateau. I am, uh, you know, I, I, I've got some weakness and I feel like I'm not getting anywhere and I don't know why. Again, it's not your job to be a personal trainer. It's not your job to understand all of that. It's their job. That's why they're there to teach you and educate you. It's, so for you to go, hey, I'm going to go and hire somebody to help me so that I can apply the things that I want to be able to apply in group exercise or in my online fitness program or wherever I'm at. But again, make sure you do your research and figure out which type of trainer and you're asking them those questions. Ask them what their certification is. Ask them how many years they've been doing it. Ask them what their most successful clients are. Ask them what types of clients they work with because some are athletic trainers. Some are weight loss trainers. Some are, you know, general trainers. You know, some are, like I said, fitness caddies and some are fitness fluffers. And you just need to know which ones they are so that you are able to do it. And again, what are you going to do on your days off? How are they going to check into you on their days off? And I will also say this. The greatest trainers in the world will tell you straight up, I do not have a nutrition program for you. Let me repeat that. The greatest trainers in the world will tell you, I do not have a nutrition program for you. They can tell you what they did. They can tell you that they worked with a nutritionist or a dietitian to come up with this plan. But in general, one of the biggest, biggest principles that we're taught as personal trainers is don't talk about nutrition because it's not your skill set. You are not trained in it and therefore don't talk about it. So take that in consideration. Um, I'm not saying that there aren't some great trainers with some great nutrition programs, but you might need one that is, again, specific to you. So uh, a nutrition plan, a dietitian, nutritionist, very much like a personal trainer, right? If you are on a nutrition program that is made for the masses, it wasn't made with you in mind. Think that through. You are on a nutrition plan that was made for the masses. It wasn't made with you in mind. It was made with consistency in mind. It was made with, it was thoughtful. I mean, it was made to help the most amount of people, but it wasn't made for you. And that's another thing that a personal trainer should be doing, developing a program that is made for you. You should have a, an assessment. If you're not getting an assessment by a personal trainer, I would be weary. Because I personally wanted to know everything about my clients to be able to help them. I wanted to know about their weaknesses. I wanted to know about their past injuries. I wanted to know what I needed to build up, what existed, what I needed to stay away from, what I needed to be able to make stronger. All of those things needed to become a piece of it, of the equation in programming for your goals. If not, I'm programming with risk. And you definitely don't want your personal trainer programming with risk. So I would say that that's, you know, some of the big things with uh, personal trainers. I would say, uh, you know, the other great thing about a personal trainer is that they're able to recognize how you're doing that day. So if you show up or you talk to them and you're like, hey, I'm not feeling it today, they know how to deviate. 
they know how to be like, oh, okay, we can do this. You know, let's switch this up. If you get a stressful day, we're going to have a more low impact workout that's still going to work on your goals. And I, I can make that happen. Or if you come in and, you know, you're excited and you're like, like you're in a good mood and you got that flow happening, they may be like, ooh, let's, let's up this a little bit today. Let's, let's give them a little bump and let's, 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 let's have them see what they're up to. And let me make sure that I give them the affirmation that they need and tell them that, you know, that they've, they've gone the right way. And it's also, again, one-on-one. A personal trainer is going to be able to recognize your success as little as it is as big as it is and then in a place where you might not ever see it so again that is a big major plus there's not many downsides to personal training other than choosing the wrong one and the cost and those are pretty big ones you know um but i think that uh as we go forward into this and you start looking at you know why am i plateauing i mean i think i kind of described that right have you been doing the same exercise class for six months with the same instructor? It's not programmed for you. And if you've got goals, that's why you're plateauing. But you were getting results in the, in the beginning. When you started taking this instructor's class, well, your energy was at its high. The music was new. And it was a new modality for you. It was a new style, of course. There you got your variability. Could have been you know, some linear progression built in right there. And you could be like, oh, this is great. It could be an easy switch from why did I have more success as soon as I went from CrossFit to yoga? Completely different, right? Completely, completely different. And you just need to kind of understand that that's why you're getting results. And at the end of the day, when you kind of think about it, well, how many times have you seen the person on the treadmill, right? Think about the person on the treadmill and they're in a class, right? They do the same thing over and over and over. They run for, uh, you know, 30 minutes a day, you know, at eight and a half miles an hour at a 2% incline over and over and over. In the beginning, they saw results. In the beginning, their pace started to increase. In the beginning, they became more fit. But if they didn't build in any variability and they didn't build in something towards their goal, then how would they know if they could run farther, if they could sprint faster? How would they know any of that? And then they tell you how frustrated they are that they've been on a treadmill for that long and they got results in the beginning and they're not getting results anymore. Accountability, they love that treadmill. It's awesome. She makes people show up. I would rather have people show up and get on that treadmill and you know, get that heart health happening and get, you know, the, get around people. Very underrated group exercise classes. The mental health factor of a group exercise class is through the roof. The energy that you are going to receive from the people in a group exercise atmosphere, whether it is online or not, is much different than you're going to receive in personal training. There's only there's a little amount of energy in personal training compared to a phenomenal amount, an untapped amount of energy in group exercise. And I think that's part of the reason why a lot of people are struggling with mental health right now is that we were in the position that we were in a couple of years ago and we were in our homes and nothing gave us energy, nothing except the people that we were around. When we were used to getting energy from everything before, cars, birds, trees, wind, any leaves that blew on the ground, the people in our, our classes, you know, our friends, strangers walking by us, cars, you know, horns. Energy, 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 energy. 
That's the beauty of group exercise. You never know who's coming in. You never know, except for that front row and the strand. The strand. You know they're there, no matter what. They're like, I own it, and I'm not, I'm not, I'll sell it to you when I'm ready to move to the East Coast. You know, or when I go to the mountain house, then you can have my strand, my beach house. But you're getting energy from so many different sources, and that's what was so important of, about getting out. So if you guys are at home, get out. If you guys are online, do your best to interact. I mean, it's your job in your community, even though you guys are being kind of quiet in your communities and you're like, hey, I'm just here to watch and I don't feel, you know, uh, that I'm good enough or I'm fit enough or I'm active enough or I'm getting enough results. People need your energy. They need you to show up. And a like is nowhere near as strong as a comment. Think about that. A like is nowhere near as strong as a comment if you're online. And a comment is nowhere near as powerful as a text. Think about that energy. One energy for a like, two for a comment, three for a text, ten for a call. That's what happens inside of a group exercise room. And that's why I'm so for it. And that's why I love it. And that's why I think it's so amazing. And I'm proud to say I watched group exercise evolve from the grapevine and eight counts and, you know, what it was considered to be dance into, you know, Metcons and involved rowers and ropes and dumbbells and just high charging music and incredible instructors that are just driving you to, you know, Towards your happiness and your wellness, your calorie burn, your fat burn, which otherwise would have meant you had been at home or at happy hour, right? If you go in before, if you go in after work and you're like, oh yeah, I just, I like to go get beers and pizza and wings rather than work out. I'd rather have you in a gym. I really would. I'd rather have you at home and I would rather have you in a place that, uh, you know, you know, you're on a screen and you got some people around you, you're in a group and you're, you're conversing back and forth, exchanging energy. Please do that. If you're in a group, please, please, please let this be a reminder that you need those people as much as they need you. They're all there for the same reason. You need to evolve your fit identity. They're all there trying to evolve their identities. They really are. They all need help. That is the main thing. You didn't say, I joined a group because I'm the man. I joined the group because I'm the best. I joined the group because it doesn't, you know, I'm it. It's all about me, 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 me. You joined the group for a reason. Whether you want to tell the group that or not, you want help. And it helps you in some way, shape, or form have a better relationship, better life, better, better whatever it may be. So step up. Make sure that you... You're giving your likes, your comments, your shares, you're recognizing, uh, you know, you're texting, you're calling. If you're a leader in a group, you have a job. Let me say that right now. You're like a trainer. You're like a group X instructor. Your job is to show up. Your job is to be the greatest amount of energy so that everybody in class will follow the lead. Speed of the leader, speed of the pack. And if you're not, that's what's happening because they can read you. Ever walk into a group exercise class where it's like, all right, we're going to do some burpees. Go. Okay. All right, now we're going to do some curls. 
It's usually, hey, what's up, everybody? How was your weekend? Today we're going to do this. We're going to be on that. We're going to be doing, you know, four sets of this, ten of this. We've got it hyped up. Today's list, it's a country playlist. You better like it. And if you don't like country, you might as well get out now because it's a baller playlist. That's how a group X instructor starts in general. Or they're like, hey, I laid it out. Check out the board. This is what we're going to do today. I'm excited. This is part A. This is part B. This is it, man. We're in. Anybody got any problems? Anybody got any injuries? How can I help you before we start? Because this is game time. And that's the way group exercises. So keep that in mind with your group exercise. And then obviously going back into personal training. I don't think that everybody needs it. I don't think it is for everybody. I think it can be used in a great way in and out to educate yourself. It can be used, you know, if you have some really in-depth personal goals. I think some, there are some great programs out there that are written by people for very specific reasons. Um, I will say this. Let me say this about programs that are written. Let me just say this to give you guys a deep breath, okay? When you look at a program that you're going to select, the number one thing you should ask yourself if you have a very specific reason for being there, will it give you the results that you want? Is it designed to give you a bigger butt? Is it designed to burn fat? Or is it the same old regurgitated, remove, like, like, like just remastered description? It's meant to torch fat, burn calories, and get you into better shape. No shit. Like, literally. No shit. Isn't every workout meant to burn calories, torch fat, and get you into shape? You really want to make sure that you understand the workout that you're getting into. And most trainers, when they program a workout, I'm going to give you a little secret inside of a trainer. So they'll lay out your program, and they'll look at what they need to do to progress you and where you're at. And then you'll come in, and you'll do the workout. Do you know that they know the goal of that particular day and that workout? It's not for you to burn calories in general. It's not for you to torch fat in general. It's a very specific day. All right, we're going to work on lower body power. All right, and why are we going to work on lower body power? Because we want to be able to make it so that you can lift heavier as we progress and you need to have more power or we want to work on strength. That is the goal of that particular workout with those rep counts, with those rest periods and those sets is to have you gain more strength in your upper body. And not just your upper body, maybe your shoulders, maybe your biceps. It's not just to get a pump. That's not the way a personal trainer looks at it. They look at it as I need to break it down into what that workout's going to do for that day and then how does it relate to the rest of the workouts that I give you. That's a big deal. Not, oh yeah, I need to get a, a tempo workout, a power workout, a strength workout. I need to get in, you know, a cardio workout. I need to get all those kind of in so that you're not bored, so that you're consistent, so that you stay. Sure, those are elements to it. But there is also an elite programming piece to it now let me remind you of this that there are programs online that trainers are great but they got to please other people unfortunately what they want to do is not what maybe the execs of the company want and you got to meet and please 
multiple people across the way. Like you got to please a producer because like that doesn't look good on camera. And then you got to please the, the person who wanted to work out. Maybe the, you know, the company, you know, go-to person is, you know, executives and they're like, no, we were really hoping that it would be more dancey or it had more music or it had, uh, you know, more dumbbells or more yoga, whatever it may be. If they're writing the checks, unfortunately they get to have a say. So, there is that fine line of how to sell and market an online program. And, and I learned this typically with tap out because they were like, Mike, do this move because you know what market research says, like a plank with knee strikes, people love knee strikes. I'm like, really? How many knee strikes do I got to do? And like, well, the more you could put it in, the better. Like, those are the type of conversations that you'd have. You're like, <sighs> but when you're getting paid, you've got to, you know, meet that that fine line of how do I please everybody and still create, uh, you know, an incredible program. So just keep that in mind when you're looking at the programs that you do is will it serve the purpose that you want it to serve or are you just jumping on something because it's an it's the new shiny object. You're like, "Oh, I'm going to do this program now." And then 6, 8 weeks later, you're like, "Well, it didn't produce the results I wanted it to." I'm no bigger, stronger, faster. I'm not leaner. I didn't lose any inches, but I feel better. And that's not what my goal was. Well, it's because you didn't pick a program and you didn't do the research in order to do that. You did what was brand new and shiny. You bought a car when you needed a truck to haul dirt. It's about as simple as it gets, right? When you kind of look at it that way, you're like, ah, I get it. I still put dirt in the trunk, but I could have hauled a heck of a lot more dirt if I had a pickup truck, right? I think that that's one of those things that you, you got to consider is your health, your goals, your happiness, your fulfillment, because that's really what it's about, right? Like at the end of the day, whether you choose group exercise or you choose, you know, personal training or a combination thereof, what it's really about is your fulfillment. And fulfillment is a recipe. That recipe is about all the things that make up your ability to be fulfilled. It could be thinking better, you know, your personal development. It could be eating better, how you fuel yourself, whatever it is. Like fueling yourself in fit identity is not always about food. It's, hey, what information are you taking in? What content are you taking in? What education are you taking in to increase the performance of the goals that you want with your identity? And movement is really the action needed to take towards your evolution of your fit identity. It's not always a workout. It could be your relationship, could be your job, could be your finances. It's all part of the recipe that makes up fulfillment. Because if happiness is an emotion that can come and go. It, that, that's about as simple as I get. Everyone's like, oh, I just want to be happy. Oh, yeah? Well, happy comes and goes. Fulfilled is a much different monster. Right when you think about it, I'd rather be fulfilled than happy because you know what? Because happy is a is an ingredient in fulfillment. That means I automatically am there. So it's really understanding what it's going to take, you know, to to have you fulfilled across the board. So when you're choosing your fitness program, your wellness program, what is it that's going to make you fulfilled? And I caution all of you right now. I'm going to throw this caution and it may be something that ends up getting me in more trouble than not. But I caution you, the trend right now is mental health. And it's big and it's important. 
But it's a trend. It's an ingredient. It's like chocolate chips and a chocolate chip cookie. And the last thing everybody needs is all chocolate chips and no flour, no sugar, no egg, no whatever, but you pushed way into the chocolate chips. You're going to end up with a cookie that looks like syrup. And then you're going to chase the next trend, whatever it may be. So I'm just cautioning you to say, hey, it's an important ingredient in my fulfillment and I recognize it needs to be there. But don't fool yourself. It's not the only ingredient. Don't fool yourself in thinking that all the other things that are in your ingredients need to be of quality and need to be in the right percentage for you to be fulfilled. AKA, part of being fulfilled is probably being fit. Part of being fulfilled is probably feeling better. You know what helps you feel better? Eating better. You know what helps you, you know, think better? Personal development, affirmations, mental health. Combine those things and you could be fulfilled. But if you just sit there and take stuff in and you're like, yeah, I am the self-help guru because you took in all the things that you needed to be doing, that becomes shelf-help because you didn't take any action on it whatsoever. Let me say that again. Too much self-help becomes shelf-help and it becomes books behind you It becomes digital access in front of you on a shelf that you created no movement towards, but you're highly aware. And I'm hoping that you become aware that right now you need to concentrate on your recipe and the ingredients to fulfillment. So hopefully this episode, I helped you guys out with group exercise personal training, the pros, the cons, the good, the bad. I kind of jumped all over the place. I wanted to make sure that you knew all of it and I wanted to hopefully educate you on some of the pitfalls, you know, to be aware of so that you can avoid them, so that you can build contingency plans and some of the bonuses and why you should be involved in both and how you should treat both so that they can be incredible tools in your fulfillment and evolution to a fit identity in this year. Hopefully this one's a good one for you guys. I'm going to cut it short now so that I don't go a full hour. If you have any questions, DM me on my social media. If you have any comments, you want to leave me a five-star review, I would appreciate it. You know, um, And if you have any suggestions on podcasts that you'd like to hear, you want me to dive into something, you want me to help you guys out, um, I am open to them because I want to help you guys where you're at. And if not, I will find where you're at and I will help you anyway. So here's to a great day. Here's to a great cast and here's to your fit identity.